0: This is what I want to do to Big Crit. Mm-hmm. I want to his while we're sitting on the couch and on his face. He'll squirm a bit because it might be too hot, but he'll calm down after he's used to it. Then I'll start to squeeze his until he shifts beneath me, letting me know it's too much. I'll tell him, Baby, be easy. I got you. And he'll say, I know you do, baby, right back at me. And then I'll keep and until we're both satisfied.
1: Get the fuck out of my studio.
0: (laughs) If our listeners knew what that was really about, they would would be upset.
1: (laughs) Jesus Christ. I love Redacted. My favorite. I'm very tired, Mm. but my skin looks amazing. It does. Thank you. You are popping today. Listen, I'm not even wearing makeup. That's how good my skin is these days. Yes, bitch. But why are you so glowing? Well, I mean, I've just been on holiday. Mm, mm -hmm, I went to mm -hmm. Atlanta on holiday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I've never been more hit on in my life in the most polite and charming ways. Yes, I mean, God bless the South. It's real. Yes. That charm is real. Yes, it's very much so. I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. I know you are. And I'm very excited because the theme of today's episode is, in fact, the power of voices. Yes, Mm. yes. Mm -mm. Love a good voice. I know. Listen, it's sometimes I want to say to people... Up until you spoke, I was fully on board. Right. And now I am completely off. I'm on dry land. It's such a... The voice
0: can change a lot of things. Really can. It's interesting. Mm. One of my favorite little comfort food TV shows that I watch Uh is Heart of Dixie. Yes. Yes. We have mentioned this on the show before. (laughs) Um, And there's one storyline where AB falls for this guy who has a British accent. Uh But it turns out he's actually suffering from this very rare condition where he gets a migraine to the point that his accent changes.
1: Sure.
0: It's called foreign language syndrome. Sure. He actually sounds like an Alabama Bubba. (laughs) <laughs> so when he gets the treatment and he goes back to his original accent, AB mm. is no longer attracted to him. Fair enough, sis. Fair you enough. Know?
1: Listen, I, I've i done that. I mean, I've never had someone who had foreign uh, whatever the fuck that mm. syndrome was called. <laughs> but there are times when I've thought to myself, oh, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. Or, or the flip. Oh, I really like that. Yes. So it's really one or the other. And it's very important. I'm glad you brought up the accent thing because I do think that, you know, what we're talking about today is not so much accents. Yes. It's a combination. Yes, and also things done separately. So we're talking about the voice, like the quality, the mm-hmm. the, the the timbre, mm-hmm. the, the caliber, mm-hmm. the depth, yes. the height, yes. So we're gonna have a lot of clips this episode, right? Um, which is a good thing because for once we get to fully illustrate. Because we are talking exclusively about voices today. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, all voices have different uses. So they they affect us in different ways. Right,
0: yeah. So sometimes they're there to, you know, yes, of course, invoke desire Mm -hmm. and and put the little chills on the back of your neck. Sometimes they're there to scold, (laughs) which can still get a little chill. I love a stern
1: man. (laughs) I love a stern man. And sometimes, you know, voices can just be really silly and, you know, goofy, which is also attractive massively massively so i love a goofy voice and i think also the thing about voices like most of these discussions around desire is they hit at a very specific point in a person's life Mm -hmm. so there are some voices that i cannot fully unentwine from my youth right or from my 20s or from my 30s and i think that's very important as well that sometimes a voice is very very ordinary Mm -hmm. but if it hits you at the time that it needs to hit you Mm -hmm. then there it is like you are you know, you've basically imprinted on this voice, and that's it till the end of time.
0: Right. So my sister, back in the day, loved uh, Panthro from Thundercats. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. And I heard, and I was like, oh, yeah, I can understand why she likes his voice or whatever. Uh-huh. Then I got older, and I found out that the man who voiced Panthro played Heathcliff Huxtable's father on The Cosby Show. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, he's a granddaddy. How
1: do he have this sultry cat voice? Listen, sometimes granddaddies have that voice, though. Okay? There's nothing wrong with the granddaddy.
2: I'd rather tell thee what is to be feared than what I fear. For always, I am Caesar. Oh. All right,
1: there are basically a million circumstances for a million voices. And we are going to delve into just a small sampling this episode. Uh-huh. Are you ready, Nicole? I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: I- I've noticed that we've gotten really like, you know. Midnight caller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into it um but there's this one person mm. he's an older gentleman of course but he's been around for a very long time you've heard his voice you've seen him in a lot of different things uh-huh. and uh
1: his name is Keith David okay now that's a very good first port of call because in addition to having a very distinctive voice he also mm. has a distinctive face yes and the two things really marry well with him yes. tell me about your thoughts on Keith
0: I think his voice is mesmerizing. He It's deep, of course, but he also has such control over it to make it kind of growly. Mm-hmm. Then he, you know, we've talked about a stern man. You like your stern
1: man. I do, I do. He
0: knows how to do that, you know, very careful, articulate scold, right? Like right now uh-huh. he's on a show called Greenleaf. Oh, yes, he is. He's playing a preacher. Yes, he's the patriarch. Isn't yes. He? Mm. And it's such a perfect voice for a preacher in this, you know, southern church, uh, mega church kind of, you know, atmosphere. Mm. Because he will enrapture his audience. He's just standing there. And he's tall. He's imposing. And he's just all of this. So back when I was younger, mm-hmm. he voiced a character called Spawn.
1: I did. Yes,
0: yes. Spawn was this man who went to hell and came back to be this kind of anti-hero. Same, same. You know, also, also my life story, Spawn. Yes. Sure. Uh, so I want to play a little clip uh, from this fan made video where they took a lot of <laughs> the best quotes from Spawn. OK. I just want you to hear his delivery mm. with some of these outrageous lines. I'm ready.
2: come to take you to hell. This is getting embarrassing, this wonder fetish you have. (laughs) I don't want to hear her name
0: from your filthy mouth. You're going to give him my message? Because guess what? As far as I know, I'm already dead.
2: Which means...
0: I'm waiting for your sorry ass in the afterlife.
2: Wow, <laughs> wow,
1: it just growls. Do you know I what? Mean, it rolls over you. Yeah, yeah. I've got um, goose
0: pimples. Yes, yeah. Ben is holding herself in a very particular intimate way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I just I was checking. I was checking to see if, if I if I had imagined the goosebumps. But no I... No, I I definitely have them. He has a very, you're right, enrapture is a very good word. I feel Mm -hmm. like he is, he has a very bewitching voice, Mm -hmm. which I think is interesting because he plays the Disney villain in The Princess and the Frog. Mm -hmm. He plays a a voodoo uh, doctor called Dr. Facilier. Mm -hmm. And again, that kind of, the voice that kind of pulls you in, you know, I feel like he would have been a very good kind of voice to play, you know. Car the snake in the Jungle Book, like he has that voice that is very kind of like it pulls you in, and then by the time you get there, you're like, wait, what? What have I agreed to? (laughs) Like, I feel like he's he's designed to play like wizards and kind of like you know mesmer people. Yeah, he's very good at that. Yes, Mm. and it just
0: again just like this rolling sensation that you just it
1: it starts in your ears, right? Because that's where you're picking it up, Uh and then it just kind of rolls over your body. Hence my goosebumps. I think also he he has a voice that is a very good for villainy mm. but also very good for like oddly enough seduction which is interesting because he doesn't play a typical lothario right. so often he's playing like a skeezy you know a skeezy kind of if he's ever doing kind of love interest stuff it's always a little bit you know yeah he's meant to be like an odd character to be to, to be allowed like love right. and sex right yeah. but i think it's actually surprisingly effective so he You know, he played the father and there's something about Mary, you know, Mm -hmm. the the odd stepfather. So it's also very good for kind of stern stepfather vibes. Mm -hmm. Like he, he has a very, very versatile voice and it covers so much ground. That's really interesting. That's a very good voice for you to bring up, Nicole. Yeah. And Mm. it's like,
0: you know, we've talked about him being, you know, the patriarch of, you know, different types of families. Uh He's kind of a bad guy sometimes. Often, Often, You know, you can find him (laughs) in many different video games and across cartoons and stuff like that. But then when you talk about something about Mary, he was kind of, he was this comedic person. Right. right? Like harsh but comedic. Yeah. And it's just funny to hear that kind of voice used for comedy.
1: Right. Right. It's
0: really good and interesting.
2: A tip of the hat from Dr. Facilier. How y'all doing?
1: I want to bring up another voice that is not exactly similar, but is also very, very good for switching. Mm. Because again, it's the quality of the voice that makes it good. And that's the voice of Jeff Bridges. Mm, Interesting. Tell me more. Okay. So Jeff has a voice that to me sounds, it sounds like, it sounds like velvet. Mm. But velvet that's been wrapped around a handful of grit. So it's like a very lived in voice. It feels as though he's done it all. You know, he smoked some shit. Yeah. He's probably done all sorts of kind of weird stuff. Mm -hmm. But then what comes out the other side is this incredible textured, Mm -hmm. layered voice. Mm -hmm. And it's thick. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very kind of thick kind of, it feels like, it feels like cream. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, like, you know, know it's specific, you know, pouring cream. Like that you put over like your strawberries. Yes. That sounded so euphemistic and I promise you that's not what I intended at all. Are you sure? I am 100% sure. I was being as British as I can be thinking about Wimbledon and strawberries and cream, but that's come out. Wow. Okay. mm. I'm going to pull this back. She said, wait, hold on. What's happening? I am trapped in a funnel of thirst. I'm so sorry. But essentially, Jeff Bridges' voice sounds like something very rich. And very, very nutritious. (laughs) Oh my God, fuck this. Okay, hold on, hold on. Do you have an example? So the thing about Jeff Bridges is that he has, like, a very distinctive voice. And that's because he's played very distinctive characters. Most notably, of course, he's played the dude in The Big Lebowski. It's known for its, like, chilled, laid-backness. You know, Mm -hmm. it's this incredibly soothing, stoner you know, the man wears a fucking dressing gown as like his day clothes. You know what I mean? Like this is someone who is not, he's not, he doesn't really have purpose. Mm -hmm. And so it was very interesting for me to see him in 2008. Uh, Shout out to the MCU. Iron Man started Mm, the whole movement. But I think about the character he played in that. And that's like a real villain called Obadiah Stane. First of all, great name. (laughs) I, I want to name my dog Obadiah stain Like, that's just a good... <laughs> imagine shouting that in the park. Obadiah! Anyway, anyway, the quality of his voice, this thing that you had thought you knew, which mm-hmm. is this very calming voice, mm-hmm. is so different when it's coloured by the fact that you know he's playing a very bad man mm-hmm. who probably would quite happily kill Tony Stark right. without <laughs> a second look back. You know what I mean? Like, right. fuck a friendship. Mm-hmm. He's ready to kill to get his, his his stuff out there. So I want you to talk, listen to his voice here. It's very jarring. Mm-hmm. But I think, again, it's that thing, the knowledge of knowing that he's a villain right, kind yeah. of changes it. So here is here is Obadiah Stane, a.k.a. Jeff Bridges.
2: Mm. The arc was never cost effective. We knew that before we built it. Arc reactor technology. That's a dead end, right? Maybe. Huh? Am I right? We haven't had a breakthrough in that in, what, 30 years, what they say. Could you have a lousier poker face? Just tell me. Who told you? Never who told mind you? who told me. Rody. Show me. Rody your Pepper. It's rodeo or Pepper. I want to see it.
1: So the big way he goes, I want to see it. <laughs> Listen... <laughs> Did that do something for you, Bill? Listen. It's also combined. Listen, again, the thing is, he's bald in this, which you know how I feel about yes, bald dudes. Yes, And he's got like this thick kind of Father Christmas beard, but but hot. It's very, very good for me. Like every time I watch this, I'm kind of like, fuck an iron man. I'm really here for Obadiah thing. Like up until the moment he dies, I'm like, oh But my point is, I just love Jeff Bridges' voice. Mm-hmm. It sounds just like, again, I mentioned this like earlier on, I think last season about mm-hmm. Tony Goldwyn's mm-hmm. voice and how it sits in your belly. Mm-hmm. That's how, th- this voice just kind of, of lands it just kind okay. of like boop like your stomach just gets heavy mm-hmm. it's such a good voice and he does this like it's you know in all the roles he's played over the years yeah he does like you know comedy and mm. like the, but i think the quality that remains is just like it's a voice that you have to listen to yeah like once he begins you're like what the fuck is he
0: saying yeah because he has a kind
1: of uh he talks not slowly mm. but measured measured bitch yes <laughs> That's it. It's measured. It's like it's kind of like doling it out in very specific doses. And you're like, yes. And the thing is the more you hear, the more you want. Yes. It's just a good voice. And it makes me feel things. Um sometimes good things, but sometimes also like that feeling of foreboding where I'm like, what the fuck's about to happen? Mm -hmm. He does that really, really Mm -hmm.
0: well. I'm gonna have to go back and watch
1: Iron Man off of this. Bitch, you should. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. I feel like that's a that's a little (laughs) evening snack for you.
2: You will be in the blue chair near the window. You will turn, fold the corner of the page in the book you are reading, and rise to kiss me now.
0: So I want to talk a little bit about the women that we kind of grew up with Mm. um, and their voices. And So Kathleen Turner.
1: Yes. Okay. Iconic
0: iconic uh-huh. what a voice i remember reading someplace uh either reading it or watching her on oprah i can't remember now but she talked about what she would do to get her voice to have that kind of deep sultry sound uh-huh. and she would practice speaking with um erasers in the back of her teeth wow yeah. What a detail
1: yeah i never heard
0: of that yeah can you imagine just like doing that i guess the vibration
1: and yeah. the changes in the i don't know but like but like I, I mean you would have to kind of contract some muscles to hold the erasers in yeah. place while also speaking so yeah. you don't like accidentally swallow them or right. gag that's the other thing as well that we often think about voices as these natural things that people mm-hmm. just have mm-hmm. but oftentimes an actor arrives at the voice that they use
0: yes it's work mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all work there is this film in 1983 called The Man with Two Brains that stars
1: Steve Martin Mm -hmm. and Kathleen Turner. I watched it as a kid. I loved it. Let's not even front. That's a great movie. It's a
0: great movie. I'm scared to watch it again to see, like... Oh, I'm sure
1: it's trash. Yeah, Yeah. you know,
0: just to see how racist and sexist it is. But, um... (laughs) So Steve Martin was a brain surgeon. Uh His wife had passed, but he kept her brain so he could put it in somebody else's body. Mm -hmm. That body belonged to Kathleen Turner. Naturally. Right. So, you know, it's kind of, you know, Frankenstein kind of thing. Right. And so here's this clip where Kathleen's character, Dolores, is Mm -hmm. trying to seduce Steve. I want our first night together to be exciting.
2: I do, too. I hope the waiting hasn't been too hard on you. There's something I have to tell you. This fits very snug, and you may have some trouble getting it off me. You may have to tear it off my body.
1: It's so ridiculous. It's wonderful, <laughs> is what it is. It's. I feel like that kind of comedy, sadly, is too, 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 too gone now. But yeah. it was great.
0: Yeah, and you know, she poked fun at her sexy voice, and right. her sex appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is another really quick clip that I want to play that I think many of our listeners are also familiar with, mm-hmm. and that is from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Listen,
1: Kathleen voiced Jessica Rabbit, an icon, an angel.
2: You gotta have. To make the scam work. No, 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 I love my husband. You've got me all wrong. You don't know how hard it is being a woman looking the way I do. Yeah, well, you don't know how hard it is being a man looking at a woman looking the way you do. I'm not bad, I'm just drawn that way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ugh, what a line! What a beautiful fucking line. I think about that. You know, the, the genius of that line, mm-hmm. I'm not bad, I'm just drawn that way, <laughs> It's so good. Gosh, um,
0: you know? Yeah, and it's interesting because on one hand, we have Kathleen Turner with a very deep, sultry kind uh-huh. of um, just, you know, melodic voice. Yeah. And then you also have someone like Jennifer Tilly. Yes. Who had this kind of baby girl, breathy kind of voice Yes. that was also seen as like this you know epitome of sexiness
1: right but also silly sexiness yes you know almost like a parody of like ingenue yeah kind of starlit voice yeah so mm. I'm gonna play a quick clip
0: from one of my favorite TV shows of all time Frasier I knew you were gonna use that clip I <laughs> love
2: her in this episode
0: uh, would you like the tour
2: I don't know what do you wanna show me <laughs> I don't know. Uh, What do you want to see? What would you like me to see? Whatever you came here to see. And what did I come here to see? Is there an end to this? Because I'm starting to feel redundant on my part.
1: I love that episode. I love Jennifer Tilly. And it's interesting. Yes, her voice is very breathy, but also it's meant to be quite guttural. Yeah, And also it's interesting because her voice also is meant to connote lower class. Yes. And that is very interesting to me that if a voice is somehow earthy Mm -hmm. and if it is somehow kind of like coming from the gut, you know, Mm -hmm. you can really hear the diaphragm Mm -hmm. in that. I think it's amazing to me how, basically the connotation of of a working class voice, especially compared to someone like Frazier's voice. It's a very interesting thing about the ways in which which voices are employed to tell a story that goes beyond what is being said.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I just, I love that episode in particular because she's, you know, clearly an undesirable partner for Fraser. right? But God bless Jennifer Tilly because she is great <laughs> in it. She you knows, She remember she played uh, the bride of Chucky? Yeah. She was great in that as well. Yes. She has such a smooth but also kind of like grainy I, it feels to me like a diesel voice
0: yes I'm going to play a clip where she's asked about her voice mm-hmm. and and
1: how it's perceived
0: as being sexy um, because Jennifer Tilly also plays poker so that's yes. the context of this interview she's being interviewed at a poker tournament
2: because when I was stalking you on the internet mm-hmm. everyone is completely obsessed with your voice now is this something that developed like post puberty did you chain smoke for like 10 years how did you get this voice well I never really thought I had a, a voice because what i hear coming out of my ears is like a very um you know sophisticated low low voice person yeah. but um everybody said i had like this little super girl voice. sexy oh super sexy yeah. okay because when i first moved to la people like um tele- telephone people would call up and they'd say oh um is your mother home and i'd say <laughs> No. And they'd say, okay, well, we'll call back later when she's home. And I'd say, okay. I didn't want to talk to you anyways. It really helped me get rid of telemarketers. <laughs> so I thought, well, that's one thing it's good for. And then as I got um, sort of progressed in the acting world, I would either hear, no way is that voice going to be in my movie, or the I minute I heard you it. speak, I knew I had to have you in my film. So it works both ways for me.
1: That's interesting. Uh-huh. You know what's also very interesting for me is that... Um, Jennifer Tilly is half Chinese mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and that always seemed to me to be a thing that people didn't necessarily go out of their way to note yes and I was always very grateful to have someone who wasn't just another pretty white woman mm-hmm. but was you know half Chinese and I think it matters because again like in all things diversity matters even in voice work mm-hmm. and I was very glad to note that Jennifer Tilly is in fact half Asian so shout out to you Jennifer for being a, a, a one voice representation in a vastly white landscape
0: And it's so interesting the way that her voice is colored, right? Mm -hmm. So some people think she sounds like a little girl. Mm -hmm. And then some people think that her
1: sounding like a little girl is sexy. That is a very interesting thing to bring up. Yes. Yes. Like, Mm -hmm. What is that? Well, we we know. know. (laughs) (laughs) We know what that is. But I think it's interesting that that's a dichotomy that to some people it's not a dichotomy at all because they think little girl voices are sexy and mm. those are the creeps that we have to look out for so it's very <laughs> very very interesting because i do think that that's something that hasn't been really explored that in oftentimes for a woman to be considered sexy she has to be considered helpless yes you know yes and, and that's very interesting we don't
0: get that dichotomy with men's voices no we do not Nobody you know. is out there listening to a high pitched male voice nope. saying, "Wow, you're
1: so sexy and high. Exactly. You know? So you see everything. Every this this is the this is the very key part of Thursday Kit mm-hmm. that your desire has been essentially winnowed down over years. It's mm-hmm. telling you mm-hmm. what is attractive, mm-hmm. and this whole thing about oh, I just like this man. You've got to, you've got to consider where this is coming from.
2: I admit that I have been with other men. I mean, not that many because I'm not that kind of girl, but...
0: Yeah, I know that.
2: I've never been so. Speaking of
1: a person of uh, amazing voice talent, Mm -hmm. Cree Summer. Cree Summer. Oh, my gosh. Cree Summer is one of those people who has voiced everybody and everyone and everything since the beginning of time. Even before she was alive, she was voicing people. Yes. Cree started out (laughs) so early. She started her career when she was a child. Yes. She did Penny, Inspector Gadget. Right. Okay, so Penny is a little black girl. Thank you. Good night. But I do think Cree doesn't get half or even 10% of the credit mm-hmm. that she should because she has played everybody and everyone. And we're going to put a video up on our Tumblr um, that was made actually here at BuzzFeed.com, the website. And it's talking a little bit about the legacy of Cree Summer as a voice actor. Here's a little clip. She's voice of animated characters over the past 30 years.
2: <laughs> what is your country of origin? When did the floodwaters well, recede? My friends call me Black Arachnia. What Did you call me? Step yeah. Drop it like it's Can hot. I get a witness
1: So, <laughs> just a few there. <laughs> Imagine working for thirty years, primarily behind the scenes. Like right. we only hear the voice. Yeah. So you want to talk about the power of a voice? We're talking about a voice that essentially shaped a generation mm-hmm. of people who watched animated shows. Right, Cree Summer is that bitch, and I am so so excited. That she is still working. Yes, she's still out there hustling. She's Listen. getting she's getting paid. I oh, hope I hope she's getting paid. Well. She is. She Listen, should be. I love her voice so much that I follow her on Instagram to catch sight of her with her little baby daughters, yes. and it's just a delight. Every time I see her, I'm just I'm just delighted.
2: Someone's stealing that jet. Where's Uncle Gadget?
1: Well, we're going to move on. Yeah. We've done like a little, you know, a little foray into like lady voices. Mm-hmm. But there's another voice that you in particular uh, are a fan of. Uh, and that is uh, a, a Danish actor. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've already expressed some thoughts about how you feel about him. Listeners of our uh, previous episodes may have heard uh, Nicole Wax lyrical, amongst other things, about <laughs> Max Mickelson. Uh, and you, you love his voice. I do. And it's not even like particularly deep
0: or anything. But again, this is someone who has such control mm. over the tool of his trade. <laughs> sure. <laughs> He's such a beautiful, strange, sexy, haunting, just.
1: He's just, hot like a snake.
0: Ugh, I just I, I want him to do many things to me sure um, okay so he has a series of commercials mm-hmm. of a beer in the UK called Carlsberg yes we love we love Carlsberg in the UK <laughs> sure and I have spent so much time looking on YouTube at these commercials because they're you know funny and weird sometimes uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm gonna play a clip from one of my favorite ones
2: Readings, they're a minefield do a kiss on the cheek but then how many kisses A humble handshake. Not that firm. Never floppy. Fist bump. Yeah, it's good, but complicated. Oh, my personal favourite.
1: Probably. (sighs) Okay, so. I hate a sibilant sound, but I welcome the sound of that in my ears. Wow. Okay. So
0: he does a fist bump, and he's like, "Yeah, it's good." And he the little T, yeah. Uh, you know, ah, uh, it's just. Uh. <laughs> you okay? You want some space? Shall I exit the studio? And then he's got this um, unusual upper lip that's yes. almost Simpson-like.
1: Yes. Okay. It almost dances. Yes. Yeah. And it
0: makes between the his the physicality of his mouth and the fact that he is speaking English with a Danish accent. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like everything he's saying is a
1: purse into a kiss. Wow. I just <laughs> It's almost like you're a poet. A thirsty, thirsty poet.
0: Oh my gosh. I just it just uh and then you can hear like the the rasp at the back of his voice sometimes when uh-huh. he deepens it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much for me. I can tell. Uh, oh, my gosh. Okay. Now, he was on a television show called Hannibal.
1: Tumblr was very, very in love with Hannibal. Yes,
0: because it's beautiful. Mm, that it is. Uh, I mean, it took me two tries to get into it because I don't like horror either, and it was very graphic. Uh-huh. So it took several times for me to get into it. Right. But I recommend it if you can get past the gore. Hannibal, his character, mm-hmm. is... Um, it's of course Hannibal Lecter, the serial killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He eats people. Sure. Uh, and then there's Will, who they kind of have this... I don't know what kind of relationship you there's want. Tension. I, there's, there's tension. There's tension. And Will is played by Hugh Dancy. Yeah. Um, who has an American accent, mm-hmm. which is very flat. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, I say that because I'm going to play a clip from where Hannibal is trying to psychoanalyze Will and Will is not having it. And there's also Lawrence Fishburne in this clip. So you've got, got Matt Mickelson's voice, Lawrence Fishburne's voice. It's just, it's a lot happening.
2: You won't like me when I'm psychoanalyzed. Will, now if you'll excuse me, I have to go give a lecture on psychoanalyzing. Maybe we shouldn't poke him like that doctor perhaps a less uh, direct approach what he has is pure empathy He can assume your point of view or mine and maybe some other points of view that scare him it's an uncomfortable gift Jack hmm. perceptions a tool that's pointed on both ends this cannibal you have him getting to know I think I can help Goodwill see his face.
0: Uh, I mean, not only is the music cue there to help you realize that Hannibal is, you know, he's not all that we think that he is. Right. I mean, but also we just know that he he is the cannibal that they're looking after, that they're trying to find. Uh-huh. Um, and so the, that ending moment where he's like, I think I can help Goodwill. And, you know, his voice deepens and it's like, here's the menace. Here's the yes. guy underneath all of this shit that, you know, you think is good. But no. This is a freaking man that eats people. Right. Uh, it's I a good just, voice. It's, uh, it just does so much for me.
1: I fully understand your obsession with him because I think it's a good ass voice. Yeah, and it's a confident voice. And no
0: matter yes. what role that he's playing, mm-hmm. he's had to learn different languages for uh-huh. various roles and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, he'll be like, I have no idea what I was saying. But, you know, he learned and it just sounds so
2: good. It does. I don't pray. I've not been bothered by any considerations of Deity, other than to recognize how my own modest actions pale beside those of God.
1: So in the UK, we have a coffee brand called Carte Noir. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a while, they were doing this series of uh, actors reading from great fiction. So mm-hmm. they are thrown it from Austin and I think from Tolstoy and so on and so forth. And after a while, they moved on from that and then they just had people just saying things that they thought women wanted to hear. This is part of their whole marketing <laughs> thing. And so they had a character and it was, you know, I think there was one that was called Mr. Cool and there was another one called Mr. Sexy, I think. And mm-hmm. there was one called Mr. Romantic. Now, I don't know if anyone has seen uh, the movie The History Boys um, based on the Alan Bennett play it's very very good the play itself is very good and of course the film is also quite quite good but there is a character in there who doesn't have a lot of lines He doesn't say that much it's a chap called samuel anderson and i just want to play a very short clip about him where he's uh, he's made a cup of coffee and he's basically saying the things that are designed to uh i guess make you feel good uh it's kind of like a proto dravel. how do you like
0: your coffee how about smooth aromatic and with a long conversation about you. By the way, I think you're right about that lady at work. She's clearly jealous of your hair.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> so I feel like this is our first big British voice. <laughs> Sam Sam Anderson has a voice that I just want to spread on toast. Like, oh, it's just nice. Yeah, that's a biscuit voice hey, right there. listen, just stuff <laughs> it up. It's a good voice. Also, it helps that the shell that the voice comes in is also quite attractive. Yeah, yeah. You know, he has these eyebrows and these intense eyes. It's very good. So, I just want to mention that because it's graduating into my whole thing about British accents. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Samuel Anderson is a way. He's the doorway through which I can really talk about my focus this episode, which is Mr. Andrew Lincoln. Oh boy! Listen. <laughs> Long time (laughs) listeners of this podcast know that he is perhaps my greatest crush. Ongoing forever, Mm -hmm. ever, amen.
2: Mm -hmm. Look, I'm here now. A lot of people are here now because you helped me right at the beginning.
1: So Andrew Lincoln has a mishmash of uh, accents because... Mm -hmm. So his father is British, but Mm -hmm. his mother is South African. Mm -hmm. Um, And they moved to Hull and then they moved to Bath and Somerset. And, you know, he's done all sorts of things. He ended up at RADA. I think he's also one of those people who picks up accents um, Mm -hmm. and kind of they influence how he speaks, Mm -hmm. she said in a weird mid-Atlantic drawl herself. (laughs) Um, But the thing about Andrew's voice is that it is less about the accent than about some very specific ticks that he has so he does this thing where he draws breath through his teeth hmm. a lot okay so he'll be talking and then he'll just kind of go and i don't oh, know what it is that's some it's good nasty shit no listen because it just makes instantly you're kind of like what are you taking a breath right. it's very very fucking effective mm. and it means that he i <laughs> dancing in your chair I'm ready to hear it. I'm ready to hear it. But he does this thing that I think is a, it's a remarkable voice because again, it's very husky, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not deep, deep, Mm -hmm. but it's husky. So it has like a rasp to it that makes you just, it makes you think of like something crinkly, but good. Mm, So it's, it's like Christmas wrapping paper. You know, it's just like, oh, there's a promise of a gift. I don't know what it is, but I want to I want to unwrap it. So he's recently been recruited by Pottermore, Mm -hmm. you know, the Harry Potter world people Mm -hmm. to narrate uh, a new book from from Pottermore. It's about Quidditch through the ages. And here is a a brief uh, bit where he talks about his involvement in this series. Uh,
2: I I think I've done some of my finest work by the bedside when I'm an unemployed actor. Mm Uh, but my children are sick of the sound of me now. So they're on their own. And, uh, they prefer, frankly, uh, Stephen Fry. Now that I'm obviously an authority on Quidditch, uh, I've, I've learned the sort of nuance, uh, the, the illustrious history of the game. And, you know, I am a devotee. It is. It has everything you need.
1: Oh, yeah! It's a voice. Oh, that's a voice and a. And the things house. that he says, like yeah. a little, it has uh-huh. everything that you need. And my by bedside, listen. What? I know he's talking about something very, very innocent. But yeah. the thing about Andrew Lincoln's voice is that it injects <laughs> lol, filth <laughs> into everything that he's saying. And when I talk about how effective that is, mm. I'm not joking around because yeah. I have loved Andrew Lincoln years and years and I've been in love with mostly his voice I think he's obviously a very very beautiful person but Mm -hmm. I think when he speaks I stop and so he used to talk a lot on this series called Teachers where he played a young teacher called Simon who is essentially a dickhead Mm. but like a good dickhead you know Mm -hmm. a good guy Mm -hmm. um though misguided and foolish and again he had this great mix again all these accents that he grew up with and they all rolled into this weird thing where he would say things he does this thing where he bites out his words mm. you know mm-hmm. so you know when he says hagrid yes. he pronounces the g the r the yeah. i the d when he talks about bedside he's pronouncing b e yeah. d like you hear every letter in yeah. everything that he's saying and i think there's something about that it's the precision now on that note, I want mm-hmm. you to hear the. Di- so, this is that, that clip I just played is kind of late career Andrew Lincoln. Yeah. This is early career Andrew Lincoln. And here he is reading um, for a series called Essential Love Poems. Oh. And I just want you to just get into it, okay? So, he's reading at this point um, Advice to Lovers by Frank O'Connor. Okay.
2: The way to get on with a girl is to drift like a man in the mist, happy enough to be caught. Happy to be dismissed. Glad to be out of her way. Glad to rejoin her in bed. Equally grieved or gay. To learn that she's living or dead.
0: So, Uh,
1: listen. (laughs) I'm so stuck right now. (laughs) (laughs) You see what I mean about pulling in breath through his teeth? Yes. He's a smoker. Yes. And... Smoking, for me, is gross. But yeah. if Angeline can blew the smoke directly in my face, yes. I would eat it up. I would just... Yes. I just... I, there's something... God, I'm sweating. I just uh. have such a strong reaction to his voice. And also, the way he, his mouth forms the shapes so that you, can, you are not okay I am you, you are clenched so tight right now uh, it's a good voice
0: right yes it's the best voice i was not ready because i just know him from the walking dead so i've yeah. only ever heard his american yeah. accent yeah. which is whatever yeah
1: um but to hear and to see mm. <laughs> we're gonna put a clip of this on our tumblr because first time i saw that i was like what the fuck like I I truly my, my day was derailed. Yeah. You know, the way yeah. he exhales, the way he sucks on that cigarette and then he exhales yeah. oh, I can't even speak. The way he exhales the smoke. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, and he does that. He's also—I will just say this as a complete aside—one of the few white men who can wear jewelry and look amazing. So that's oh. just, just a little thing I'm just putting out there. Him and Jake Gyllenhaal—they're the only two. Everybody else, I'm like, <laughs> take off that necklace, you fucker! But yeah, Andrew Lincoln's voice—I think—is like again to go back to what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's rich and it is textured, mm-hmm. and it gives you an insight into. So you—you're not just hearing the words; you're hearing the feeling behind the words. Yeah, and I think the key thing that we are mentioning. With all these voices is that these people are phenomenal actors, yeah, because again, it's about communication beyond just the words you're saying. Your voice means something. It is, as Nicole so memorably puts it, a tool <laughs> that you use to communicate with people. And yeah. Andrew Lincoln, I think, is so skilled at doing that thing where he's speaking. again, it's about breathing, it's about the putting the right emphasis in the right places. Mm-hmm. You know, the weight of your words being a weight that you can hear in a voice. I'm going to move to someone who is not an actor, okay. He's a rapper. I'm into it already. His name is Big Crit. <laughs> sure. I love Big Crit.
0: <laughs> and that is K-R-I-T. He is from Meridian, Mississippi. Listen. Mississippi boy. hmm M-I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I. Crooked letter, crooked letter, I. Hump back, hump back, I. <laughs> that is how we learn to spell Mississippi. Uh-huh. His voice... Ugh. <laughs> It is so good. Like his music makes Mm -hmm. me want to move my shoulders and then his voice makes me want to move my panties. Oh, my God. You sound so
1: south right now. It's horrible. I
0: I mean, you know, (laughs) obviously I'm a southern woman. Yes, you are. So those are the first voices that I hear. Right. And, you know, you talked about the strawberry and cream of a voice. For me, it is that that candied yam Mm. kind of sweetness that's thick Mm -hmm. and and goes really good with something kind of bitter like greens, you know? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it's just like all of that put together and it's just heft but sweetness Mm -hmm, with it. mm -hmm. I'm just going to play a little clip from his song Big Bang, which features Tiaq.
2: Caddy on high, my paint never drive. Forging out on the rim and the ties, picking with niggas and never get by. Flippin' the script on the home. Shut up the grill and needy glow.
0: People to dip it never show. Okay, yes. His you voice, okay?
1: yes. Okay.
0: It's not just it's not just the southernness of his voice. Mm-hmm. You know, his his voice is deep, you know, whatever. He just sounds. I mean, yes, he sounds like home, but he also sounds like This is so bad. He sounds like a caretaker in this very like southern way that I was brought up with. Mm-hmm. Um uh but he just sounds good and thick and right mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. There's another song that he did with Anthony Hamilton called Porch Light. It's a little love ballad, a little southern hip hop love ballad. Mm-hmm. Also Anthony Hamilton both of them together, this is like the country's blackest song <laughs> you could ever hear.
2: Baby lead light on Baby lead pushlight on Baby lead pushlight on. I can be the painful bone. I promise not to stay too long, so lead light on. I gotta
0: get it while it <laughs> so, I don't want to play a verse from that, but it's it's a nice little, like, I'm out here doing some stuff. I'm coming back to you. You're the reason why I'm out here doing this. Mm-hmm. Just all you got to do is leave the porch light on for me. Just, you know, like leave the candle in the window, whatever, all that kind of stuff. I love it. And it's also just, you know, Southern accents don't get... Too much love. And, you know, um, and I've, we talked about this in the first episode. When we talked about Andre 3000, mm-hmm, that people mm-hmm. think Southerners are dumb, that, you know, our accents are laughable and whatever. Um, but for me, it is, it is a place of home. And there are times when I'm just like, I want to hear a good country Southern accent. I want mm-hmm. to feel good about, you know, how I'm talking. I know that nobody's going to make fun of what I'm saying because right. it's all... We're all in the same kind of boat, Um, but I love his voice. I love what he does with his voice as a rapper. I love the the way that he can change his flow, but it always sounds like him. Big crit, Mississippi, I love you. The idea of spirituality and believing something greater than you that wants to see you in a positive perspective and wants you to do better, I can't let that go. And I have to put it in my music because my grandmother helped me with
2: these morals, and I'm from Mississippi, the Bible Belt.
1: So another voice for me that actually when I was thinking about whose voices kind of really kind of affect me, Mm -hmm. I was surprised because then I thought, wait, of course, this guy. Now, you may see him more recently in HBO's Westworld. Mm -hmm. Um, It's Jeffrey Wright.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. There's something
1: about his voice. So he has this, again, to talk about it, just the idea of a relaxed seeming voice, Mm -hmm. even when you can tell there is tension in him mm-hmm. and i think he he has a very kind of again it's that thing about marrying the voice to the, what they look like and the kind of roles they play mm-hmm. and jeffrey often plays people who are quite complex you know mm-hmm. they seem quite simple on the surface and then you go in just a little bit deeper and you think jesus christ you are messed up or <laughs> you have all this history mm-hmm. you know and i think that's a key part of kind of his allure so for me the big realization that his voice was something special Mm-hmm. was in Cadillac Records, which is oh, yeah. a movie from two thousand and eight, which yeah. most people have forgotten about. But it starred Beyonce and Adrian Brody. It's yeah. a very weird little movie, but it's great. Um I mean it's terrible, but it's also good. Yeah. Um and he plays Muddy Waters, uh the famous guitarist. Yes. Um and he, you know, he's kind of a you know, he's a musician, so he's mm-hmm. very kind of vain and creative and mm-hmm. all these other things. But he has this voice to him. And, you know, Muddy Waters is not known for his voice. He's known for his guitar playing skills, Mm -hmm. right? But hearing Jeffrey give voice to him... Suddenly, I thought, I want to know everything about Muddy Waters. Like he has so much presence, and mm-hmm. the way he speaks is very slow mm-hmm. and deliberate. And he's so smart. And what he's saying, he wants you to hear. It's very, very good. And I thought that that came together again when he played Felix Leiter in Casino Royale. Oh yeah, in the mm-hmm. very that's the mm-hmm. first James Bond movie starring Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, and this exchange here is one that I sometimes just play in my own head <laughs> because I love the sound of uh, Jeffrey's voice in this clip. So. Hold tight, to your knickers. Funny game, right?
0: Sorry, I should have introduced myself, seeing as we're related. Felix lighter a brother from Langley. You should have a little faith.
2: You keep your head about you, I think you have him. Had. Excuse me. You're not buying in? No.
0: Listen, I'm bleeding chips. I'm not gonna last much longer. You have a better chance, I'll stake you.
2: I'm saying I'll give you the money to keep going. Just one thing if you pull it off, the CIA bring him in. And what about the winnings?
1: Does it look like we need the money? Bitch, when it was! <laughs> I want <laughs> to bite the microphone. Like uh, sometimes, whenever I'm spending money that I shouldn't be spending, I s- I hear in my own voice, mm-hmm. Felix Light's voice, aka Jeffrey Wright's voice, going, "Do we look like we need the money?" <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I'm telling you. When I saw that, I squirmed in the cinema. I was like, "What the? F- oh, what?" <laughs> So I went in there expressly to fancy Daniel Craig because mm-hmm. I have a crush and I'm not gonna. It's not gonna change. They don't tell me about how he looks like a foot. I don't care. Yes, you know that was exactly what I was gonna say. I don't give two single shits about that. He looks like a foot. But, but then I went in and I saw Jeffrey Wright and he said this, that line. You know, I'll stay here. You know, I mean, I was, do we look like we need the money and I was like you don't look like you need the money your beard is moisturised and your skin is glowing you are rich bitch like Jesus Christ that voice follows me into my dreams like mm-hmm. I, I'm not kidding I think about that line maybe once every two weeks mm-hmm. it's delivered so beautifully it's you know like I said Jeffrey Wright just looks like money in this and he, it's such a perfect bit of casting Felix Lizer yeah. as you know the CIA guy you know a brother from Langley Yeah, and I'm like bitch I want to move to Langley all of it it's so every line he
0: Otis is iconic in the scene. And the thing about it is like his voice isn't necessarily deep. It's you not, know, this is not Barry White. No. You know what I mean? But he's
1: able again just the master of the control. The control. That's the key of this whole thing. Name this episode The Control because it is just, <laughs> that's the point. That's what makes a voice really kind of resonate. Yes. You know, yes. when someone is, you can tell they are doing what, they're modulating it just yes. right. Because a certain type of whisper will start to get on
0: your nerves. Right. You know, it's, right. It, it's, it goes past like, oh, this is pleasant. And then it gets
1: like kind of creepy and uncomfortable. Right, 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 right. But that
0: he was able to keep that whisper growl for so long. That's it.
1: It's a whisper growl. It just hit me directly in my chest, and then it just kind of settles in like a cat. I'm just like, take your time. Take The, (laughs) the whole thing is just nice. And every time I hear it, every time I watch, you know, I watch Casino Royale every time it's on telly Mm -hmm. because that's the law. Mm -hmm. And every time it comes to that scene, my whole body kind of curls in on itself. I become like, it's ridiculous. Like my back arches. Yeah. Like I'm just kind of relaxed. If I smoked, I would light a fag, you know, just kind of like, oh, that's it's coming home. It's such a great voice. And my only regret, of course, is that Mm. Felix Leiter, being who he is in these movies, doesn't ever have a big, big role. Mm. But Jeffrey Wright came in and said, you people are going to remember this fucking Felix Leiter you're gonna remember me and boy do i i'm telling you every two weeks i think about that line (laughs) do we look like we need the money
2: i understand what i'm made of how i'm coded but i do not understand the things that i feel
1: we've talked about some great voices Mm. listen feel free to add both nicole and i's voices to the rolodex of uh, thirsty voices (laughs) in your life That's the only reason why we're doing this show, so that we become embedded in people's psyches. That's literally it. That's it. But anyway, uh, we hope you enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. You know what? I feel like we're going to do another Voices episode because Voices means so much. Yes.
0: And, you know, they're such a soothing, important
1: part of our lives. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hint, hint. We're also talking about ourselves here, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, that was great. I wanted... Oh, God, Nicole. I I just feel like this has sadly opened up even more doors into more voices. Mm. But you know what? For a first attempt, I feel like we did a really good job here. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, who knows what the next season will hold because this is our season finale. It is. It is. It is.
1: Okay. Them. Hi, Nicole. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you said that with intent. You're going to do something <laughs> terrible to no, me, aren't you? No, 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 no. This is good. This is good. Um,
0: <laughs> I'm going to talk about Mass Mickelson's voice. Okay. Okay. Well, I really don't mention his voice much. In this. <laughs> I'm
1: shocked. <laughs> You're such a thirst bucket for Mass Mickelson. It's not even funny. So I feel like I should brace myself. I'm just gonna I'm gonna hold on to the sides of my chair. Because I feel bad. like, shut up, shut up. Bad. You always say that. And then next thing I know, there's like five million emails. <laughs> oh my God, Nicole, what the fuck? And I'm like, same listener, same. I don't, I d- just uh, read the no. fucking thing. Okay. Ready?
0: God. We're ready? Sure. All right. <laughs> dance.
1: Okay. Mass stands
0: in the middle of his large walk-in closet, a room the size of my first New York apartment. He's in a pair of black dress slacks, open and undone, and a similarly unbuttoned white shirt. He turns to me, a frown between his brows. The unfastened belt at his waist makes a small jangle. Shut up. Should I wear this? I hate these things, he grumbles. We're attending an award celebration. He's not nominated, but he is presenting a category, so we have to go. I look at the suit I placed on the valet stand earlier. There's nothing wrong with his suit, but he's already told me he'd rather stay home. He smells clean, freshly showered with a hint of expensive tobacco. It's not unpleasant. It smells like him and makes me wonder how much time we have left. I move in front of him and begin to zip his pants up. (laughs) I button them and clasp the belt slowly, keeping my eyes on his. His petulant frown smooths away and he raises a hand to my face. He's careful not to smudge my makeup, but he brings the thumb very closely to my bottom lip. He looks at it before matching my gaze again. He leans close to my ear. We'll come home as soon as we can, he promises me. I'll meet you here in your pretty dress. He kisses my neck and my
1: hands go still.
0: Oh, shut up, You up.
1: You said he had like a fucking valet stand in his bedroom. Yes. Get the fuck out. <laughs> oh my God, I hate how detail-oriented that fic was. That was so perfect. Ugh. Uh, see, and it was nice. Shut up. up. There was no. nothing, you know? No, yes there was. What, what? you're fastening his belt while maintaining eye contact, bitch? Yes. What? No. I'm fastening it. It's no. not like I was unbuttoning it. Shut up. I don't give two <laughs> single shits. The point is, at some point, the trousers were undone. Yes, yes. And your hands were there. Yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> Stop saying yes. I'm not mass. Turn your gaze away from me.
0: He's such a strange little sexy thing.
1: I just, I just. You make him sound like some kind of sex pixie. He, yes. You know he is. Yes. I know. That's the He's, thing that gets it. Like I, you say it, and I see it. I'm like, yeah, yeah correct. Like an act, like a real like wood sprite you know just like i have some photos that i'm gonna send you when he's (laughs) exactly a wood sprite that's exactly (laughs) the phrase oh my god pull yourself together woman come on (laughs) i think (laughs) i'm crying your eyes are watering from anticipation i can't believe it okay but Mm -hmm. what do you have for us today i mean it's not that we don't have a fucking (laughs) valet where i'm at um i just thought If Nicole can do that, maybe I too should try something different. So it's still domestic because Mm -hmm. that's who I am. Mm -hmm. But it's got like a different feel. Okay. Um, And I went for um, Mr. Jeffrey Wright. Does he look like we need the money? (laughs) (laughs) Let's (laughs) never forget that. I bloody love his voice. (laughs) All right. Here we go. What are you doing? Jeffrey's voice was raspy, drawn from the depths and rusty from disuse. (laughs) It pulled my head up from where it had been, resting on my slumped forearms on the side of his bed, waiting for him to wake up. It had been three days, but somebody was answering prayers today. "'You're awake,' I mumbled, and my voice broke on the second syllable, coloured by relief and gratitude. "'Of course I'm awake,' he replied, his voice getting stronger. "'You know how my insomnia is.' His smile was as weak as his joke, but so, so welcome.' I smiled back, feeling the barely banked tears choke me slightly, but biting them back, that he was conscious, barely upright, but still conscious and speaking at all was an unexpected gift. I was so scared, I started. Shh he cut me off. Don't cry, he whispered. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. Oh my god. His thumbs grazed my cheeks, looking to soothe. I let my tears fall, grateful unhappy for the time being you don't have to be scared he said I nod and allow myself to believe the truth there is no room in his voice for lies
0: (laughs) I cannot believe
1: okay (laughs) go on finish your sentence Was he in a coma? Was he like... Who the fuck knows, man? Fill in the blanks. I like to leave room for the reader. Okay. Okay. Uh Create your own adventure. (laughs) Why is he unconscious? Who could say? Is Uh. he in a sex coma? Who can tell? (laughs) Did you put him in a sex coma? I did not put him in a sex coma. How dare you? I'm a good Muslim girl. I hugged him to sleep. It was fine. (laughs) (laughs) a cobra? Python? I don't know what snake does that. No, let's not talk about snakes. Just stop it right there, madam. Just put a pin in this shit right now. Enough. Huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, thirst buckets. We're going to um, put a poll up
0: as soon as we both collect ourselves. <laughs> it might be a while, though. <laughs> At least 24 hours.
1: And you will get to vote. But yeah. again, everybody's a winner. Everybody wins. That's the joy. I mean, Trudy, I will miss doing Fanfic Wars with you, Nicole, yeah. because... Honestly, it's one of those things that every week I think to myself, what am I cooking up this week? And Mm -hmm. how can I make sure Mm -hmm. that it at least is on the same level as Nicole's like magic? So that's like, you know, you're making me better. You're making me a better, more expressive writer. So thank you, Nicole. That's so
0: sweet. Thank Mm -hmm. you. um, Because it also challenges me, Fanfic Mm -hmm. Wars, because I'm trying to, you know, I tend to do a little more of the, you know sensual, yeah. shall we say? Uh, yeah, you do. Um, and then sometimes I'm like, you know, what if there's no sex? There's no whatever in this. What if it's just two people being intimate without all of that? I'm so, happy to be the person that's removing
1: sex from your life, Nicole. Well, um, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a reflection of my life, period. Right oh, now. wow. Wow. <laughs> I love a TMI. Um, <laughs> like we said, it'll be on our Twitter, which yes. is First Aid Kit on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a little poll up for you and you can decide which is your favorite that will be either jeffrey waking from a completely normal coma that's not sex related at all at all or it will be fucking Nicole in Mass Mickelson's walk-in closet helping him get dressed for an awards presentation for fuck's sake listen pick one but ultimately know that you are picking yourself here okay Aww, everyone's that's a so winner sweet oh my god isn't so that so emotional, emotional today you're what just picking something you're, you're allowing yourself to feel some feelings yes. and that's the point of fanfic wars at it's basic core mm. so strap in and read up and all that good stuff and votes thank you so much we love I hey, you. Hey.
0: All right, everybody. I don't know if we told you this, but this is our season finale. It is. It is. <laughs> it's all over. But we will be here. Don't unsubscribe.
1: We're going to give a lot of goodies to you over the course of
0: our little hiatus.
1: Exactly. Everyone needs a break, and that's what we're doing. We're going away so that we can come back and be stronger, which is what you want, to be honest. You know, We want to be at the height of our thirsting abilities, and to do so, we need to take a little, little summer break, which I'm sure you'll appreciate. But we will be back, so please, as Nicole said, do not unsubscribe. There will be stuff happening while we're away, so stay tuned. Because we are having a third season. We are coming back. We are coming back, Nicole. Yes. We secured the bag. <laughs> we're coming back for a third season. I'm excited. Thursday Kit is produced by us,
0: Nicole Perkins and Bim Adewumi, Julia Furlan and TK Dutte. We also want to thank the
1: pod squad at large, who are amazing and helpful and supportive and encouraging every single day. We'd like to thank our studio guests this season, whether they were in person or came to us via the phone. Shout out to technology. Uh, the brilliant Britney Luce, the astounding Alana Bennett, the alluring Alexis Ned, and of course, the ravishing Rahul Kohli. Hey. <laughs> hey Rachel. Hey, she
0: said creepily. <laughs> thank you also to the listeners who sent in travels, love letters, marriage proposals and maps to hidden treasures and also thank you for not
1: hurting yourselves too too badly <laughs> while you listen to our episodes. Just the occasional scratch, just a <laughs> light scratch. Uh, our music is by Tanya Morgan. Thank you very much to you. You can follow
0: the show on Twitter at Thirst Aid Kit, and we're at Tennessee Whiskey Woman. That's Whiskey with an E, Woman and Bimadu, B-I-M-A-D-E-W. Plus, we're on Tumblr at
1: thirstaidkidpodcast.tumblr.com. Come thirst with us over there, please. (laughs) We're going to need some thirst sommeliers for Season 3, so please don't stop calling. Uh, Leave us a brief message on 765-884-4778. That's 7658-THIRST. Non-U.S. listeners can send us a short voice note via email, which is, of course, thirstaidkit at buzzsteed.com. Don't forget to head
0: over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review and rate the show. It helps other people discover Thursday Kit
1: and we love five stars. It makes our skin glow. If you do live tweet your listen, please use the hashtag TAKPOD. That's T-A-K-P-O-D. And you can send us emails of love, affection, cash, all that good stuff (laughs) at ThursdayKid at BuzzFeed.com. This is a wrap on season two and we need our summer
0: holidays, but we will still be in your ears one way or another. So again... Do not unsubscribe. Stay tuned. We love you. It's going to be hard in these feverishly hot months, but you got to stay thirsty. you got to.
1: I implore you to stay thirsty. We'll be back though. So we need to make sure that everyone keeps the same energy. Okay, we're doing this as a group. We're like the Borg. We're all one mind, one thirsty, thirsty mind. We love you. We'll be back soon. Love you. Bye. Oh, the mic sound velvety today. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They did something. Oh, hello. Oh, <laughs> hi. Hello, hello, midnight caller. Uh, what's your name and where are you calling from? Oh, that's nice. My name is Stacy. Oh, hi, Stacy. <laughs> I love, I love when go hi. So sweet, Stacy. St- Stacy, where are you calling from tonight? Um, I'm calling from Alabama. And you were going to say Alabama. I knew. <laughs>